Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe join us now. And Tim, this one's been done for a while. Yeah, I was just actually enjoying listening to you guys talk about just about everything. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of prep that has to be done for these games, and not a lot of it's about basketball. No, yeah. I was actually thinking, how could we incorporate like a comedy routine into the second half? You know, sound effects, and it'd be uh, something to think about because it would kill time. But, man, just uh, I'm going to keep it simple tonight. Basically, you know, they, they just continue to impress. Uh, I, I really... Tonight, you know, it was, it was a tale of two halves in terms of the way the Lakers wanted to guard him. I mean, like you said, David, the game was over. But the way they shot the three in the first half and then, you know, basically said, all right, you're not going to let us shoot him. We're going to dunk it time after time after time. Um, just an awesome performance all the way around. I thought the telling part of the game was the third quarter where they decide, all right, you're not allowed to shoot threes anymore. And... Instead of shooting three, uh, um, you know, instead of instead of shooting threes, then they just got a bunch of dunks from Favors and Gobert on like every play. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the line of the night for sure was Horton here is a who. I loved that one. Well, I got prompted. Yeah, who, where'd you assist and, that? And Rudy played along perfectly. Dude, it was the timing was unbelievable because he <laughs> pinned it about the time you said who. <laughs> Rudy's, Rudy's really good, by the way. Just thought I'd point that out. Donovan, you know, it's interesting to me. I, I think this has not been talked about enough. This would be the one thing I would say about this, just kind of big picture with the team. Um, and I asked Donovan about this today. Rudy and Donovan are way better than they used to be. Oh, yeah. Like, that's like we can talk about Jordan Clarkson and Mike Conley being better and, and all these things, and, and they're true, but you're – you're as good as your stars, and our stars are way better than they used to be. And that I don't think is being talked about enough about the two of them. I liked your comment. Uh, I think it was on your podcast today. We were talking about a year ago. You know, we were sweating out whether they are going to get on the team. And now it's just like, which team are they going to be on? <laughs> you know, so totally agree. The stars have been great. The supporting cast has done exactly what they need to do. And it's different guys every night. I thought Mike Conley was sensational tonight um, right from the, the get-go. You know, missed only a couple shots tonight. But overall, just a ho-hum game against uh, defending champions and the greatest player in the world. Jake Scott, what was your major in uh, college? It's a communications major, history minor. Thank you. Um, so you still should be able to do this. Uh-oh. So we're up five in the loss column on the Lakers. Okay. We have 40 games left. All right. We've gone 26 and six. If we go 25 and 15, right? So like losing at a way higher rate than we've done. What do the Lakers have to do to catch us? Oh, David. Uh, how many losses would that be? Uh, let's we see. We go That'll 25 us... and 15. Right. We currently have the tiebreaker. There's 40 games left. We're up five in the loss column. So what the what would they have to go? 31 and nine. Yeah, I was thinking. I was trying to do the the loss column math and then catch up. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. I mean, that's that's a <laughs> that's a torrid pace. Yeah, I mean, and like it doesn't really feel like we're about to go. No. 25. I can't see that now. Uh-uh. Doesn't feel like we're about to go 25 and 15 anytime soon, right? No. And our schedule's not. No, it's, it's not manageable. Hard, right? No, it's definitely manageable. It's typically that way if you don't have to play the best team. Did you catch that line tonight, or did you hear me say it? <laughs> I thought I saw that on Twitter. Did you tonight. tweet that out? I didn't tweet. I was on, you, NBA, no, I heard I was on NBA TV tonight, and they asked me what I thought of the Jazz second half of the schedule. And I said, it looks pretty soft when you don't have to play the best team in the league. Well, and, you know, you think about the run that they're just coming out of right now with, with tonight's game, you know, playing all those teams in the East, Clippers a couple of times, and, and it doesn't get much more difficult than that in NBA I mean, this basketball. This was the stretch where everybody, like, yeah. didn't want to buy into the Jazz, told us that now. Oh, just wait. Right, yeah. like, oh, let's see how they do. Now, in fairness, like, we didn't really play Philadelphia, we didn't really play the Lakers, and we didn't really play the Clippers when we beat them, right? Like, I mean, let's be honest. One, one little note that you mentioned that, David, is I, I was just thinking about this. Even that game that Jazz beat the Clippers where they didn't have their guys, I was super impressed with the Clipper depth. 
I didn't feel that way about this Laker team. Is no, that I, fair? Uh, I said to Ron, the only takeaway you can have tonight is they don't have any depth. No, they don't. And that, that Clipper team, I know the Jazz still won big, but you came away thinking, like, okay, I see – I see where that depth is, and they just, you know, they get their, their guys back, and they'll be super deep. That, Dennis that, Schroeder's not that good. Right, right. Like, let's not make Dennis Schroeder into Paul George. So Right? The Clippers, when we played the Clippers, didn't have Kawhi Leonard or Paul George. Or Nicholas Batum, who's right. really good. Like, Dennis Schroeder and Nicholas Batum are kind of the same. Right. So maybe, maybe not, though. So the Clippers definitely have the depth advantage of the two L.A. teams. That's That was kind right. of my no, the observation. Clippers are better than the Lakers. I think so, too, actually. I thought that last year, and, and I'm with you this year, too. Do they win it? I don't know that. But the Clippers are a better roster yeah. than the Lakers. Hey, David. Yeah. Send us off with this. Can you paraphrase or can you tell us what Gobert lands like? Mean, nasty place, and you should not go there alone. Mom and dads tell their kids you cannot go in there unaccompanied. So kind of like Hansel's and Gretel's place. Totally. There's okay. scorpions, though, and there's big, huge Gruffalos. Gruffalo. purple noses. And I know that reference. I've read that book to my daughter. It was my favorite. Yeah. So it gets into the broadcast. Yeah, I like it, buddy. Hey, great job tonight, right. David. See ya. See ya. All right, Jazz win tonight. They win big to beat the Lakers, 114-89. We're breaking it down next here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe, Jazz beat the Lakers tonight, one fourteen to eighty nine. Take it to the shorthanded Lakers, no problem. Uh, pretty, uh, pretty competitive in the first quarter there, Tim. Jazz open it up a little in the second, then uh, take it over in the third and don't look back. And you could kind of see, um, you know, the Lakers had a good plan to start, but. Uh, minute they started subbing, especially when they subbed LeBron out, you know, the depth was was a huge issue. Um, and the Jazz, you know, I, I was really impressed because it's you get games like this sometimes, um, you know, and you can let your guard down a little bit. But the Jazz from the start, the ball was popping. They were playing pretty well. Um, you know, it took them a minute to get into the flow and see what the Lakers were trying to do to them defensively. But once they did, man. It just went uh, it went quick. And the the threes were just raining down in the first half. Kind of, I don't want to say cooled off because they didn't shoot quite as many, but, you know, they 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 made it comfortable by making those shots. And, and Mike Conley coming out going four for four from three. Uh, Bogdanovich had a hot start. Your guy, Royce O'Neal, nailed a couple right off, the, right off the bat there in the first quarter. So, uh, you know, th- this team is certainly fun to watch. Yeah, and the thing I'll say about uh, – you know, the, the way they shoot the ball, you know, the, the way that Quinn has made this thing work and given these guys the freedom and the flexibility and really trusted them to get the shots they want to. And through repetition, they're getting really good. They took two long twos in that first quarter, just kind of uncharacteristic. But beyond that, for the most part, they got exactly what they want. Rim, three. Um, and I would imagine for, like, the Lakers, first time they saw the Jazz live, uh, it's got to be pretty tough to – to simulate the way that ball moves because they move the ball. You know, that's another huge elite part of the way this team plays. LeBron tonight, 19 points, seven of 13 shooting, four rebounds and four assists. Uh, and and we talk about how much they struggle when LeBron leaves the floor, but get this, Tim, they were minus 20. It's a team low for LeBron in the plus minus tonight, minus 20 when LeBron was on the floor. Yeah, he just had a, you know, he was out there really alone and the Jazz did a great job in not letting him just get loose um, and so it, it was a difficult night for, for LeBron and one that, uh, you know, he's had plenty of good nights here. So <laughs> it just like, it's cooling off tonight here in, in town, you know, he had, a, it was good to see LeBron have a, a cool night. I just think, uh, having flashbacks to the pregame media availability where Quinn Snyder was ax- asked about how wing defense is a, a weakness on this team. <laughs> and then Royce O'Neal had a great night defensively. I know LeBron's still shot. A decent percentage. He was seven of thirteen to get those nineteen points. But how many games has LeBron held to thirteen shot attempts? It's crazy. Um, and you know he didn't play the fourth quarter, of course. But but I'm telling you, Royce did a great job on him, and I, I really think like that that is kind of an old wives' tale now with the Jazz. They they actually do a better job guarding, and and Royce really is, you know, he's getting the toughest assignment. He's playing tier one guys night in and night out. 
And so I think the, the you know the clamoring needs to be for Royce to start getting kind of some respect as being a guy who's willing to be out there and and do his best to be the stopper. And you know for most nights he's doing a pretty darn good job. Oh, just look at the run of players he's guarded yeah. uh, over the last what would it be now eight games? You know where it's it's Jason Tatum and Jimmy Butler and Kawhi Leonard, Giannis. LeBron James, Giannis. Uh, I mean we're we're leaving some people out. Uh, uh, Ben Simmons. I mean, I know Simmons had a big game, but I mean, just the Gordon assign- Hayward, Gordon Hayward, night. just the assignment night in and night out is just brutal. I mean, he doesn't get a break. And, and you know, we, we watched him, you know, early and really struggle against Kyrie, but there hasn't been nights like that. Nope. And, um, the jazz, if you're going to be good in this league, you have to take the best player out. And that's really one of the things that we've seen them do this year that we didn't see a lot, you know, in the past, you know, Trey Young had an awful night against the Jazz. So that's another a huge part of why the Jazz are winning games. All right. Uh, with that, we will say good night to our network stations. Uh, our next broadcast is coming your way Friday night. The Jazz are on the road. Uh, speaking of Jimmy Butler, another tough assignment for Royce on the horizon. <laughs> yeah, and he... <laughs> He's a handful, man. You just got done with LeBron. Guess who's next? Jimmy Butler. As... Like, you get to go to Disneyland. Nope. Nope. Jimmy Butler. Get to Here's the film on Jimmy. I know you just played him, but you get him again. Uh, they're on the road on Friday night taking on the Heat. That game will tip off at 6 o'clock. For those of you sticking around with us, we'll have post-game sound for you. Starting, coming up next, the Jazz beat the Lakers tonight in grand fashion, 114-89. to More straight ahead here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz, take care of business on national TV against the Lakers tonight, one fourteen to eighty nine. Let's take a look at your sharp stats of the game. Brought to you by the Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. Tonight, the Jazz forty seven percent from the field. They were forty five point eight percent from three. Twenty two of forty eight. Uh, Tim Lacombe's going to love this stat. 28 assists on 41 made field goals tonight. That's pretty good, right? Yeah, I'm telling you, the, the Lakers had to have felt. Did you ever go to the carnival? Uh-huh. Like when the carnival rolled through town? Sure. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking Lagoon. I'm talking the like carnival. The, yeah. the ones that you're pretty sure one of the pieces of cars on the tilde world is going to fly off its axis because, you know, they put it together that morning. The, the, the Lakers were on a tilde world tonight defensively. It, like that's how hard, how fast it hit them, and they just didn't have an answer. I mean, again, you see them on film, and then you get out there and see them live, and the way that ball moves. But that's that was one of the most impressive things to me is the way the ball moved from the start. Yeah, there, there's no doubt about it. Other uh, stats, of course, that stand out. A couple of Jazz players got real close to triple doubles. Donovan Mitchell, 13 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists. Mike Conley, 14 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists. On top of that, six Jazz players in double figures. Rudy had 18 on 8 of 12 shooting. Uh, Bogdanovich with 15. Favors with 12. Jordan Clarkson with 18 coming in off the bench. As far as Rudy goes, uh, you I think you hit the nail on the head. Or They kind of adjusted after getting just a a barrage of threes in the first half adjusted, and then Rudy went to work. Yeah, and the minute they started, you know, hugging shooters, uh, you know, Quinn kept calling that ball screen series, you know, how many times in a row? It seemed like two or three uh, right out of the gates that they were able to get lobs. Remind you of the old days. Um, You know, teams cannot sag anymore. They've got to be close to home to shooters, and so it's pick your poison. You can't be in no man's land. All right, let's get going on some post-game sound. Let's uh, let you hear from Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. We'll get started with Tony Jones, the athletic. Coach, is there anything that you guys can take away from this game long-term? Um, you know, obviously, you know, they didn't have AD or Dennis. Um, you know, we're, we're aware of that. Um you know, they're, they're the defending champs, one of the best teams in the league. You know, and as I've said, you know, our focus really, Tony, is just on trying to get better, um, no matter who we're playing against um, or what the situation. So um, those are the things that we want to we want to try to take with us. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Quinn, I apologize that this question isn't uh, germane to tonight's game specifically, but I have to ask. Derek, can you? Excuse me one second. Derek, can you have him? Just a little. 
post game workouts. Okay. All right. Yeah. Sorry, Quinn. Uh, this, no. game, this question isn't relevant to tonight's game specifically. Uh, before the game, Elijah Millsap tweeted out an allegation that uh, at his exit interview six years ago, uh, Dennis issued a bigoted statement towards him in a meeting that you were present at, uh, threatening to quote, send his black ass back to Louisiana. I was just wondering if you recalled such an incident or, or what your comment was on that. Well, I think Dennis, you know, addressed that. Um, you know, and honestly, I, I don't remember the, the conversation, um, but I, I'd be I'd be shocked if I can't fathom Dennis saying something like that. Chris and Kenny, Joss TV. Coach Donovan's told us before that he doesn't think about if he's one of eleven. He just focuses on doing other things to impact the game. We saw that tonight. Uh, how would you describe just the growth that you've seen from him? Well, first, I, I thought when you said one of 11, I thought you were going to say one of 14 or however many we have on our roster because, um, you know, I, I think that's how he sees himself. And, and that goes to your question um, that Donovan's about trying to win. Um, obviously, wanted to play well. There's lots of ways to play well. Um, he's two assists short of a triple-double tonight. Um, so if you want to look at the box score, I'm looking at eight assists and ten rebounds um, more than I am, you know, what he shot from the field. So I, I thought he did a lot of things tonight to help us win. Um, you know, he and Mike both, for those guys to have the kind of game um, that they did, you know, rarely do you have two players that are, you know, that close to having a triple-double type night. We had that tonight. Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. Quinn, when you think back on when you've played teams like the Warriors that had a really strong identity, why is it so hard when you know what they're going to do to prevent them from doing any of it? Because it seems like that's what teams are struggling with you. Um, you know, as the season goes on, um, you know, first of all, we, we've had, you know, obviously – teams that have taken things away from us. Um, I, I think, you know, the, the thing that we've talked about is, is really to take what the defense gives us, you know, so on any given night, um, you know, the emphasis is on, you know, guys reading the situation, reading coverages. Um, and I think our team understands that, you know, there's games where um, Rudy and Fabe spend the majority of the night rolling and running and, offensive rebounding and those things don't always show up in the stat sheet. And then there's other times when, you know, people are staying with shooters and, and those opportunities to score are, are there more for them. So, um, you know, I think the, the fact that we have, you know, a lot of guys that are capable of making plays um, and that our, our team, you know, likes to play that way. Um, you know, that's part of who we are and part of our identity. And, and hopefully we can do that. Uh, you know, regardless of what we're seeing, but obviously uh, there's, there's teams, there's excellent teams, excellent coaches in the league and people are going to try to take things away. And, you know, we have to fight to try to get you know, the things we want in the game. That's it. Thank you, coach. All right. Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder had a lot to say uh, about the game itself, but this does seem like the necessary place to talk about some comments that coach Snyder made right there. Um, about an hour before the game tonight, Elijah Millsap, the former Jazz player, uh, tweeted out um, several tweets, actually, but one in which he alleged that uh, six years ago at his locker room clean-out interview, his exit interview, talking with Coach Schneider and Dennis Lindsay, uh, he alleged that Dennis Lindsay, um, and I, I don't know, it, Eric had to, to quote the statement there. We'll leave it at that. We'll let Eric do the do the hard lifting there, but it was, it was not necessarily a racial slur, but something that would be considered very much uh, inappropriate. Dennis Lindsay before the game to the Salt Lake Tribune, Des News and the athletic uh, uh, categorically, uh, categorically denied. He said, I categorically deny making that statement. He said that to all outlets. And then coach Quinn Snyder right there says he doesn't remember the specific meeting, but can't fathom. That was coach's word. 
uh, Dennis Lindsay saying something like that. Uh, we will not focus on this uh, at a lot here on the post game, especially after a night the Jazz played so well. But of course, it is relevant. It will continue to be relevant going forward. And um, uh, I would I would guess we have not heard the last of this particular story. But Dennis, and then uh, you heard Coach Snyder what he had to say right there. And I'll step sideways and just say, you know, I mean, obviously there's a lot to come out of this and, you know, it's a, it's a situation that is obviously going to be looked at, but uh, don't really have much more to say. Really don't. There's, there's really not much to add. I mean, there's really not. Elijah made some allegations. Uh, You heard from Dennis, you heard from Quinn and uh, I don't know. I would guess the jazz as a franchise will probably, um, look into it a little bit, but I'm not sure where, where things go from here. But that that was kind of a big story in the backdrop tonight as as this game went along, but uh, you knew Quinn Snyder was going to get asked about it, and he did, and that's what he had to say. Other than that, uh, specifically talking about basketball, what did you think about what Coach had to say right there? Oh, just, um, you know, really praise the effort, praise the, the way the team works together. Uh, I like the comment of, you know, 1 through 14. It is a team – um, there's a bunch of guys that, you know, are involved in this that aren't getting a whole lot of, of credit right now, but it's it's being done at, you know, the team level and practice and film, you know, the assistant coaches. So there's a lot of people contributing to this. Um, it's fun to be able to see Jarrell Brantley flying and get a putback tonight, you know, guys that don't get a lot of time. Um, but this is a, it's a solid team with, with really, really good depth. We talked about Lakers not having great depth. This Jazz team is is deep. Yeah, and the Lakers are not, which is something that I you know, we talked with Locke briefly. And again, just to reset this take, you know, when the Jazz beat the Clippers, what was that a week ago tonight? I think they, uh, yeah, they played them Wednesday, Friday last week. Um, the Jazz beat the Clippers pretty well, a shorthanded Clipper team. But you know, you came, I came away from that game thinking, boy, the Clippers have depth because yeah. they still played tough and they played hard and they had some guys that could go out there and do some things. This Laker team is in real trouble when they're missing Anthony Davis and certainly Dennis Schroeder. But I'm with David. Dennis Schroeder is a, is a scorer, but he's also kind of a role player. I mean, I, you know, he's not comparable to Paul George by any means. So, or, or even, you know, I, I think even Patrick Beverly's a stretch, right? You know, I don't know that he I gives agree. you that, that same physical presence. So, I mean, the Lakers are really, really reliant on, on LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And Hey, those are two great players to be really reliant on, but uh, you know, Kyle Kuzma had a couple of good moments and I think he's a fine player, but they're just there. This is not a very deep team. Yeah, and you know what's interesting is watching them last year. I mean, it is crazy the level that LeBron can raise his game to in the playoffs because I had these, you know, watching this team last year, this Lakers team, I watched them earlier and then even in the bubble, and I'm like, God, I just don't know if they – I don't know if they have enough. I mean, obviously AD and LeBron are great, but, um, you know, and Rondo stepped up huge for him last year. Playoff Rondo. Yeah, so um, obviously that's the piece between – where they are, you know, now, you know, when AD comes back and then you start trying to figure out, all right, you know, what's, what is the playoff run for the Lakers look like? The, the scary proposition, like David said, what if these Lakers drop to four? Yeah, <laughs> right. And then you get them in the second round when we were trying to avoid them. But that's one thing. Also, you think about the Lakers. They didn't have to go through the Clippers last year. No, they didn't. They, they I mean, you know, it, I've – find myself uh, denying the the Nuggets credit and I probably shouldn't but I'm I'm sure the Lakers weren't disappointed when the Nuggets came back from 3-1. No. No, I mean after they had you know that's the part of that it gets to that that last round and the Nuggets have gone to the wire twice with their backs to the wall. Yep. And it's scary out to play them but you also know they've used up a ton of energy, right, you know. And that the that Nugget team was good but you know they were not what the Clippers would have presented the, the Lakers in terms of an issue. I don't think they were the better team in any of the series that they no, played. They did. No. Yeah. I mean, my opinion, and that's easy to say when they actually win the series so they can point at the scoreboard, but I didn't think they were better than the jazz in the bubble. And certainly without Bogdanovich, if they were full bore, I don't think that would have happened. I certainly don't think they were better than the Clippers last year. I think Clippers just imploded. So, they did totally. 100%. And so the Lakers, uh, I mean, I don't want to say they got an easy march to the finals, but it wasn't as hard as it could be. All right, we want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback. Available now, Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final, Jazz beat the Lakers 114-89. We'll get you some sound from the players coming up next here on the Jazz Radio Network. 
Jazz Game Night Post Game Show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Jake Scott, Coach Tim McComb, Jazz beat the Lakers 114 to 89. They moved to 26 and 6 on the season. They're five games uh, up on the Lakers in the loss column after tonight's win, which is uh, which is uh, just amazing for this Jazz team. Uh, let's go through your points in the paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-CERTA or visit certapro.com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting. You do life tonight in the paint. Uh, Lakers outscored the Jazz 42-38. to 38. I'm, a, I'm a tad bit surprised the Lakers outscored the Jazz just because it seemed like there in the second half, Rudy and Donovan were just feasting at the rim. Yeah, and it didn't seem to me like the Lakers scored much at all. So that, that right. is a little bit surprising. But I guess the barrage of threes in the first half. You know, they really did get deep late in the game, but they, they really didn't have to get, you know, too too deep and finish in the paint too much. Well, and to, if you want to look at it, LeBron went six of nine if you take out his three-point attempts tonight. So, you know, LeBron got in there a little bit. Yeah, and he's going to. He had a couple dunks. and so. Well, still, the, the, the thing about LeBron, and I guess this is what uh, guys like Zion Williamson have going for him too, is you get somebody that big, Moving like that into the lane, I'd like to volunteer you to get in front of that. How about in transition and Royce, you know, he's barreling down at Royce and Royce kind of, you know, I imagine Royce wrapped him up or thought he did, but he just was able to get right through and score the ball. That one was really amazing because Royce was just trying to intentionally foul him. Yeah, And and I said to you, I like Royce is a big guy. I mean, imagine that guy's barreling down, you wrap him up and he still gets through and finishes it's crazy how strong he is. It really is one of the amazing things about LeBron James. It, it, it truly is. And his game is about far, far more than being big and athletic. And uh, But that's a big part of what he does. And this is an old cliche now, but he's the size of Carl and he moves like John. I mean, no, it's, no doubt. it's amazing. And he's got that instinct. Yep. You know, his, uh, his ability to make plays for himself and others is elite. It is elite. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. All right, let's get some player sound going for you. Let's start things off tonight with Donovan Mitchell. All right, we'll start with Sarah Todd, Desert News. Yep. Hey, John, how bad did you want that those last two assists tonight? I can honestly say that, you know, it was if it was meant to happen, it was meant to happen. I went out there, you know, just tried to make the play. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't happen, but, you know, I was a little more aware of it this time than the Indiana game. I'll say that. Tony Jones, The Athletic. Donovan, was it important for you guys to to um, without Anthony Davis and and Donovan Mitchell, to, I mean, and Dennis Schroeder, to kind of build a um, you know a margin for error, um, you know, just in terms of they being able to win comfortably, you know, just for when those guys come back because you know those games are going to be so close and so hotly contested. Yeah, I think you know you remember the uh, Brooklyn game when um, KD was out. You know, obviously Kyrie played, but the the biggest thing was like, you know, the other guys on that team, you know, their level rose, you know, there's been a few instances where guys have been out and the guys, you know, levels just rise, you know, don't necessarily get certain shots because they rightfully so go to Anthony Davis or Dennis Schroeder or whatever. So, you know, we came into this game like, look, we understand that, you know, they still have LeBron over there, but there's going to be guys, you know, whether it's Taylor Horton Tucker, Kuz, Caruso, like guys are going to be more aggressive. So we just want to continue to keep the same mindset and focus as if they were out there. Um, Because at the end of the day, you know, everybody's coming for us. You know, and I think the biggest thing, the best thing about this game was we continue to keep our foot on the gas, you know, every step of the way. Um, There wasn't a moment in the game where it was like, okay, like we kind of played like we were up. And I think that was something that was impressive. You know, obviously the ball movement, the defense was great, but our our relentlessness, you know, I think was something that, you know, we can applaud ourselves for, but continue to build off of and look to games like this, where there may be games where, guys, stars, maybe out or whatever, you know, and look to see how we continue to play, you know, for the full 48. Chris and Kenny, Joss TV. Rarely do you have in a game two guys who are so close to triple doubles, you and Mike. Uh, talking about Mike, just how would you describe just what the little things that this guy does? I mean, we, we talk about it night in and night out. And, you know, I mean, what's left to say about him? <laughs> I mean, he tried to run a play for me to start the game when he just made three threes in a row, when the play for him to shoot a three. And I'm like, bro, like, stop, like, shoot it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think, you know, that in itself is just a, a great example of just him, you know, as a person, he could have easily, he had like seven or eight in the first, you know, however many minutes, you know, 
Um, and I told him, I said, you could have easily just went for 30, you know, but he said, you know, I'm, I'm going to do it, do it his way, which is, you know, team basketball, team oriented. And, you know, when you have a guy like that, you know, that I can play alongside and I sit next to him in the locker room, I talk to him all the time, whatever, you know, that just rubs off on not just me, but everybody, you know, and I think that's something that's really, really stands out, you know, because not a lot of guys are like that, you know, and I think for him to, to, to continue to play, you know, like himself, you know, regardless of, you know, the all-star thing, you know, he could have easily went out there and said, I'm going to shoot and show uh, that I'm this, you know, and he continued to play his way in his, his basketball, which is helping the team. And, you know, that's just sense of one maturity and, you know, selflessness. And I think that just stands out, you know, with Mike where oof, throughout his entire career. John Kuhn, AP. Donovan, how, how gratifying is it to be able to, impact other areas of the box score uh, on a night where your, your shot didn't fall early and you, you were still able to get in there and get rebounds and, and get assists and get steals. Um, I think, you know, the biggest thing is understanding that, you know, the shot's not going to fall every night. You know, there's going to be times, you know, I missed a lot of easy ones. You know, sometimes you just got to chalk it up to, you know, it not going in, you know, but, you know, it's, uh, I look at this game as kind of similar to the uh, Denver game you know, last year when I made All-Star and I wasn't, I didn't score, I think at one point or whatever, but I didn't do anything else. You know what I mean? So like, for me, it was like, okay, how do I find ways to continue to make an impact? You know, how do I help my team, you know, in other ways, you know, hustle plays, the defense, uh, passing the ball. You know, I think that's, that's the, the sense of, that's the, the maturity that I'm trying to continue to have throughout my, my career. And I think tonight was a, an example of that. Um, I feel like I can, you know, continue to build off that, you know, the shot's going to fall, you know, there's, I took shots that I'm comfortable with, you know, I could say maybe two that I didn't, I didn't like, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, continuing to play, like I said, team basketball, but also doing anything necessary, uh, going out there, whether it's, like I said, uh, defense, assist, rebounds, steals, whatever it may be, uh, just have my, make my presence felt, you know, not just as a scorer. David James, KTV. Donovan, the team had 22 made threes tonight, and ESPN's reporting that's 50 in two games is an NBA record, not a record. Sorry, was a say that again. Say that again. Sorry. NBA, ESPN is reporting tonight that the 50 made three-pointers in the last two games by the Jazz is an NBA record. And the way the ball was moving, it's not a record I was aware of, but the way the ball was moving, even if that's not sustainable, is something close to that sustainable for the rest of the season? Because we've seen games – where you didn't take anything close to that or make enough, it's clearly the goal. How much of this is sustainable? Um, I think I think it is sustainable. I think the biggest thing is just the level of concentration. It's not always going to be 23s. It's not always going to be, you know, 50 attempts or 40 attempts, you know, but understanding that, you know, take the looks when they're there. We passed up on a bunch too. You know, that's that's the that's the crazy part about that. Um, I think understanding that teams are going to play, some teams are going to run us off the line. Some teams are going to play and scramble. Some teams are going to try and switch. Some teams are going to try and do all these different things. Uh, but the biggest thing is we have to remain consistent with what we do. You know, there are going to be times where, you know, they want us to shoot the mid-range and the, the kind of a, and kind of guard the line, you know, but in that case, we run something different to get a, get a three, to get a, get to the rim, you know, and understanding that that's, we've basically seen every coverage at this point, you know, and now it's a matter of how do we build to get better at each, each coverage, you know, and I think that's, you know, tonight was the past two games. It's been teams that kind of scramble, you know, and um, the heat or the heat are doing the same thing. And or I'm not, I'm not really sure what Orlando does, but you know, like that's the biggest thing. How can we adapt from game to game to still get what we want and not let the defense dictate how we play? All right. That's all the time we have. Thank you, Donovan. Donovan Mitchell right there. And uh, you know what? We're going to do this right now because uh, it's, it's a unique moment. Uh, let's get to tonight's Master of the Glass, brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert here for another great year of basketball and proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader for only the second time this season. Rudy Gobert is not your master of the glass tonight. Donovan Mitchell, 10 rebounds tonight for Donovan to lead the way uh, for the Jazz. But, I mean, there was a bunch of people that rebounded the ball well tonight. Mike Conley had eight. Rudy Gobert had nine. Derek Favors with seven coming in off the bench. And you look at other guys. I mean, O'Neal had four. Clarkson had four. Uh, and the Jazz grabbed a total of 53 rebounds to the Lakers, 45. So that was something you hit on in the pregame, Tim, that they needed to rebound well, and they certainly did. They did. There were a lot of clunkers. You know, the, the Lakers threw up some 
a lot of misses. The Jazz were able to track him down. It fueled the break um, exactly textbook. But, you know, I told you this team's uh, they're an elite rebounding team for a reason. I think they make it a priority. It's a it's a huge thing, I'm sure, every night. And the way they rebound, the way they block out, the way they pursue balls is another great reason why this, um, you know, this stuff is that we're seeing is sustainable. Lakers only shot 40% tonight, 34 of 85, uh, only 24.2% from three, eight of 33. So you're right. There were a lot of uh, rebounds to be had. It seems out there tonight. And maybe we should shoot this over to the TNT crew. He got 10 boards. Now what? Now what? Now you what? Do you want, now what do you want him to do? That was the lamest criticism. Now you're ever. missing with a Donovan match. <laughs> All right, let's get some more post-game sound for you. Let's go back to the media room and listen to Rudy Gobert. Hey, Rudy. We'll get started with Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Rudy. So you guys hit another 22 threes tonight. You hold the Lakers to 17 points in the third quarter. Um, obviously, they were shorthanded in this game, but just given what you guys did, what do you take away from this performance? Uh, I think we did a great job defensively. You know, uh, regardless of who we're facing or who's playing, who's not playing. We want to make sure that uh, we come in every single night with the mindset of defending. And, you know, and uh, I think we did, a, we did a great job, especially in the third quarter and second half. And it's all about getting better. You know, it's all about keep getting better. And uh, I think we did a great job sharing the ball offensively. And, uh, you know, when we... You know, we defend, we share the ball. It's uh, it's hard to it's hard to beat us. Chris and Kenny, Just TV. Rudy, it feels like if you look down at your phone, all of a sudden you guys have a twenty point lead. How do you explain the ability of this team to go on these commanding runs, and how do you sustain that? I mean, like Coach told us yesterday, you know, when we. We go into a 12-0 run, uh, 14-2 run, stuff like that. When you what you look at is the zero or the two, you know. And when, like I said, you know, when we're able to get those stops, and you know, we know we can score. We know we can score anytime, and you know, it's uh, it's just a matter for us of being able to take advantage of our, of our stops, uh, move the ball, and especially when you should treat when you when you have a team of shooters like we do, uh, it can go pretty fast. Sarah Todd, Desert News. Rudy, were uh, you and the team made aware of what Elijah Millsap said on Twitter before tonight's game? No, we just found out. We just found out. Uh, and uh, were, were there ever any conversations about that or kind of what is your response to hearing that? I mean, I never heard about it. You know, Elijah was actually one of the guys that I was clothed with when he was, you know, part of the team a few years ago. So uh, I'm just going to, you know, reach out to him and uh, find out. But, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, until we have more information, it's 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 hard to tell. And it's, it was six years ago, you know, so that's why it's kind of, I mean, it's hard to, it's tough to understand. But uh, we hopefully we get more information. John Kuhn, AP. Rudy, um, defensively, you guys were able to take advantage inside the the post and on the perimeter and shut things off. But you were also offensively able to to kind of dig in and and get into the post. Do you feel like that really opened things up offensively in the in the second quarter on the perimeter? The fact that you were able to attack the basket consistently in the first half. I mean, the, the reason why we, you know, we we get so many threes is because we are really good at putting pressure on the rim. And, uh, you know, teams, uh, you know, teams have to make decisions. And when they, you know, I, usually they, they rather give up the threes than give up, you know, the, 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 the layups or the dunks because it's, it's supposed to be a lower percentage. And that's why I think, you know, uh, every night we... We kind of see different game plans, you know, team, uh, you know, try to play us differently. Tonight, I think they they try to stay home a little more with our shooters. Uh, you know, Donovan, the guards, and uh, myself, you know, we did a great job attacking, putting pressure on the rim, and uh, 
you know, it's on us, it's on the guys to, and on us to, uh, when they collapse, find the open man. And when they don't collapse, to, to finish at the rim. Leonardo Torres. <clears throat> Rudy, it's Leonardo Torres from Peru. Congrats on the win. Rudy, do you, do you like you send a powerful statement to the entire league tonight? Or do you think it was just a good regular season win? And for, for us, you know, um, obviously every win is a great win. But for us, the goal is really to just keep getting better you know, every single night. Uh, obviously, we know that the Lakers are a team that, you know, they are the top in the one of the top teams in the in the Western Conference. So it's 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 a good win for us. But uh, I don't think it's a statement. You know, they were missing a lot of guys. Uh, you know, they played uh, overtime two days ago. Uh, so now it's just about getting better and uh, you know getting every single game getting better and get ready for the when it's time for the playoffs. Maxime, the free agent. Uh, hi, I, I really. Um, so, what do you so, feel when you see LeBron get get back uh, from you and uh, was care about you? In defense, when when he tried to drive, and he and he faced to you, and he put back. Ah, uh, you mean it was? Yeah, I mean, every game is different. You know, LeBron uh, obviously is a great player. Tonight he was, you know, uh, he was more of a playmaker, and you know, and uh, and he shot a lot of, you know, jumpers. Some other nights he's going to be more aggressive. I know that, you know. So it's really a. Uh, You know, I'm always up to the challenge. And, uh, you know, that's why he's LeBron. You know, he can do a lot of different things. And, you know, you got you to gotta try to limit him as much as you can. All right. That's all the time we have. Thank you, Rudy. That's Rudy Gobert with some interesting comments about uh, going up against LeBron James. And uh, they did a nice job against LeBron tonight. LeBron finished the game with 19 points, four rebounds, four assists, seven of 13, shooting one of five from three. And, I mean, Rudy changes how teams have to play. 100%. Even even teams with LeBron on it. Yeah, and, and he's uh, he's improved, you know, each and every year. Uh, he made that phenomenal play tonight where he, he actually, for one of the few times this year, left his feet, but he still went straight up uh, and then was able to, you know, come back down and jump right again. Um, just his instinct, his ability to understand what's going on. And I think where he's gotten way better this year, uh, you know, is offensively he's doing a better job with the guy between he and the basket. Uh, and defensively, I just feel like his energy uh, has always been great, but I think it's up a level. And um, the way he's changing shot after shot at the rim, you know, it's it's a nightly thing. And what doesn't matter if it's LeBron or, um, you know, Kyle Kuzma, whoever it's going to be on this Lakers team, he, he was there to, to put up a fight. And I'm really happy for him. He's an all-star again. Want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback. Available now, Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final, the Jazz beat the Lakers 114-89. More player sound coming up for you next here on the Jazz Radio Network. <laughs> Jazz game night pregame show. Postgame show. Man, we're all over the place. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. 114 to 89 is your final. The Jazz blow out the Lakers. They move to 26 and 6 on the season. The Lakers fall to 22 and 11. So Jazz with a big time win, putting a cushion between them and the Lakers. Probably a good news going into the second half of the uh, of the season. Tim, where you know the the Jazz actually have, I think, a, a pretty favorable schedule uh, going forward. That we we found out today. They got a bunch of back to backs, but really. Uh, no, certainly no any more difficult stretches than they're just coming out of now. No, they've, they've played such a difficult stretch here. Um, there, there are a whole lot of teams that they, sh they should be favored to beat. I mean, it's just the, the, the fact of the matter. And um, it, it's, it, shakes, it shakes out really good for them. They've obviously got some tough road games coming up here before the break. But um, when they get back, uh, a bunch of games, they should be able to string some wins together. 
All right, let's continue on with the player sound. We'll actually let you hear from LeBron James coming up in a little bit, so stay tuned for that. But let's go back down to the media room and hear from Mike Conley. We will get started with Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Mike. So uh, Donovan told us a few minutes ago that uh, they tried to run some early plays for you and and you kept trying to set him up instead, and he finally had to tell you to knock it off and, and shoot the ball. Um just wondering, you know, how you're feeling out there tonight, especially in the wake of, you know, not making the all-star game and, and kind of what that support from your teammates means. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, it's real cool. You know, Donovan is, um, that kind of guy, Rudy, all those guys, um, we care about each other and, you know, they obviously know it was a tough day for me, um, as well as also something to celebrate for them. So, um, you know, coming out to that tonight, I just, you know, I honestly it was just a, just playing the way that I felt I've been playing and um, just with a little bit, a little bit more um, motivation, you know, and uh, it's, it's unfortunate, but that's kind of how my career has been. And um, I'm thankful to have the teammates I have and the coaching staff and uh, support around me to just, you know, keep me, keep me locked in and focused on what we're doing. Amy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Yeah, Mike. Just what was your reaction when you, you know, learned the alter bid and then also, uh, you know, kind of getting passed over again when the commissioners with the commissioner's decision today? Um, man, it was it was tough. You know, I really uh, I really, really thought, um, you know, this was this was the year. You know, I've joked with the guys on the team that I blame them. We should have started the year 31 and 0. Um, maybe that would have gave me a better chance, but I don't know what else, uh, you know, what else to do, you know, when you know, I was telling them it's hard for us because you know, a lot of these games we've played, we've, we've won by, you know, a lot, you know, double, double did it. So, you know, you're not normally playing late in the fourth quarter and stuff like that. So we're just, you know, as far as statistics and things like our team is that good right now. And we've got such balance across the board and um, it's, it's frustrating to not get three in, whether it's me, JC or anybody um, who's deserving of it for, for what we're doing. Uh, around the league right now, uh, you know, we're making history in so many different ways and and we should have been rewarded for that. I'm curious because you, you, you know, you had a good situation in Memphis before, but you've been around the league enough that you know that not every team is, is that ball sharing and, you know, that kind of unselfish with it. How different is this situation than, than other situations you hear about in the league and, and how unique is it really kind of from the inside? <laughs> Uh, it's really unique, you know, it's really unique to have, to have, you know, the whole team buy in to an idea and to a, a, a style of play um, into a, a, you know, team buying in on sacrificing for each other. And, you know, you've got a lot of guys on this team that, that can go and average 20 points a game um, for a season. But yet, you know, we see guys on a nightly basis, you know, it could be JC one night, it could be Don, it could be Rudy, Boyan, you know, Royce, anybody steps up to the plate. And and for us to just, you know, kind of feed off of whoever it is that night, it, it's special. And um, and we've really bought into to being unselfish and getting excited for the next guy. And you don't find that, you know, rarely around the league. Um, you know, since I've been around the league, do you find teams or go up against teams like that? Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. I want to talk a little bit about Donovan um, on a night like tonight when he's struggling, you find <laughs> that he just never quits. He continues to play with so much force and does whatever it takes to help this team. Um, what do you see there? What is that like to, to witness and be a part of, of that? Yeah, I mean, that's just growth. The growth of Donovan Mitchell, man. He's, you know, he's a guy that we, we count on night on a nightly basis to, you know, do what he does and be and stay aggressive. And for him not to have his shot fall early in the game, but to continue to facilitate, continue to get rebounds, continue to play defense. Um, you know, all those things will, will take him a long way, you know, because there's going to be games where he, he has a slow start and then ends up with 30 points and, and you know, a game winner. So, um, he has to keep that same aggressive mindset as he goes through uh, this season in his career. And um, I think he's just getting better at it. Okay, that's it. Thank you, Mike. 
There you go, Mike Conley covering a variety of different things. Uh, him, the disappointment of him not getting named to the All Star, uh, uh, the All Star team. I thought he had a great line there. He says, "I blame the other guys because we didn't start thirty-one and zero. Maybe I'd have a chance." He says. <laughs> That's a great line. It's something you could tell he really wanted. But I'll tell you what, Mike Conley. You know, following uh, Tim, you, you know, you were with me on a bunch of these post games last year too. You know, following his attitude throughout all of this. I mean, the dude is just consistent. I mean consistent with his his upbeat outlook on things and even when things weren't going well so much for him i mean it still sounds like the same dude and you can tell he's i don't know what the right adjective is you know you can tell he's bummed he's bummed he's That's bummed he didn't make the team perfect but it, but it's it's still the same guy and there he's talking about the team and the big win and he just i, I mean he's a veteran he's a veteran through and through and and he's got great savvy um you know i think it's it's fine to say you're disappointed. It's uh, it's something you know you dream about. I'm sure when you're an elite player to be able to, to be there. And he's had seasons, you know, where he, you know, has rightfully had an opportunity. But this year, you almost wish as as he talked, I thought about, you almost wish that the tiebreaker, like in the situation, Adam Silver, like his hands are are tied and they just have to go with. They put a list out there and they take the guy from the best team. Because winning does have to matter at a certain point. I think so, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it's not Booker that I actually have a beef with. It's Chris Paul. Uh, you know, I think it, it, Chris Paul could have had a year where maybe he's not, you know, you just look at their numbers, right? And he's a great player, don't get me wrong. Um, but when Chris Paul was named, I just knew Conley's yep. fate was pretty cooked. I think if it came down to Silver picking between Chris Paul and Conley, he would have had a better shot. You never know. Chris Paul is the head of the Players Association and, I mean, and those sorts of things. There's some other things that come into play. But Booker, and and you mentioned this, uh, I think it was in the pregame show, that the the sentiment from the other players, I mean, LeBron James tweeting out how disrespected Booker is. I mean, it just felt like that was that was going to happen once he got left off the original squad, especially since the same thing happened to him last year. So you, right. you had mean, to you kind of knew. Assume yeah. he was going to get there, so it's a bummer. But the last piece on Conley, I mean, what you would say his career, if you took an average of his career as a baseline, that if his numbers this year were exceeding his averages, he's having a darn fine year. Yep. And across the board, for the most part, his numbers this year are better than his career averages. And, and in some cases, like I'm just looking at field goal percentage, it's his best, uh, second best field goal percentage um, it's his actually his best three point percentage in his career, um, and then we all know what he's doing in terms of leading the team, plus minus assists, whatever. But Mike, you're an all star in our book. Yeah, a lot of people still tweeting out uh, support for uh, for Mike Conley, and his plus minus tonight was only plus fourteen. That's a low night for him. <laughs> it is a low night for him. <laughs> but everything this team's doing is starting to just numb the senses. Yeah, true. Yeah, is. yeah, they made twenty, I don't know, twenty something threes again. All right, let's check in with the Lakers. Let's go back down to the media room. LeBron James addressing the media. Okay. We will start off when you are ready. All right. Okay. Uh, Mike Trudeau, please. Hey LeBron. Frank was talking about the continuity of Utah and benefiting them. And I just wondered if you've seen them evolve on offense to the point where they're taking, I think, seven more threes this year from last year. Uh, and if, you know, with the same roster and all that, is there, is that, how does that impact the way that you guys need to defend them? Um, I think, yeah, yeah, they come back with the same roster. But I think what I noticed more than anything is those guys are they're fully healthy. Um, I think Mike Conley is back to himself, um, fully healthy, moving. You can see the way he's moving um, out there on the floor. And, uh, and it's trickled down to everybody else, you know. So, um, you know, they're playing some really good balls, a really good team. Yeah, Markeef was just talking about the kind of managing through mental fatigue uh, and and how that's been something that's important. This team needs to go through some struggles. You know, last year's team had the four-year lose uh, four-game losing streak in December and then bounced back. Uh, you've talked about this extensively this year, but how do you lead through that that way with teammates that are trying to find themselves and, and trying to do a little bit more with AD out? Yeah, it's just uh, it's challenging for all of us. Um, you know, especially for some of our young guys, some of our guys that haven't been in this position before, where they need to. Uh, do a little bit more than, you know, what they're asking in a normal situation. Uh, you know, and, you know, everyone's, uh, you know, you know just, just speaking about AD, and obviously that's a big hit, but we also haven't had Dennis along the stretch for a few games too. He's a big piece of our of our, of our puzzle as well. So, um, you know, and everyone has, the, you know, been, been put in positions that they 
you know, wouldn't be put in under normal circumstances. But, you know, um, it's always about staying confident, uh, continue to give my teammates the, the courage and, and the confidence out there on the floor and uh, to make plays. And, uh, you know, it's a tough stress for us. But, um, you know, if, uh, you know, this won't uh, define who we will be for the rest of the season and uh, for, the, for the long haul, that's for sure. Okay, Kyle, then please. Hey, LeBron. Um, obviously, the most pressing thing is, is not having your two best players, but Markeith was saying that, um, you know, early on in the season, you guys were winning on talent a lot. Um, do you think that sort of the gap that you guys have and you're at full strength um, maybe is contributing a little bit to some of the struggles you're having now as a team mentally uh, when you're trying to carry on without those guys? Um, well, obviously, we all got to do a better job, of, you know, in our own individual self and that will carry on to the team and, uh, you know, and, and pick up in, in 80s and Dennis, um, you know, absence. Um, you know, we just hit a rough patch, you know, and it happens throughout the course of a season. Um, you know, you don't want it to happen, but when it does, you know, I think it defines character. It challenges you and, you know, you just uh, get ready for the bounce back. So uh, you learn from tonight, uh, learn from the previous games and then get ready for the next one. Okay. Dave McMenamin. Hey, LeBron, you've mentioned the uh, the term or the phrase being comfortable, uh, being uncomfortable in, in the past. Is that type of uh, time uh, that you go through, does it allow you to to learn teammates better or, or see a different side of them? Especially you, you, you basically have, you know, four new guys uh, on this team, five new guys in the rotation. Uh, and can that help down the line? No, absolutely. Um you know, always the best teacher in life is experience. And, um, you know, and for us to be going through this right now, I think it's going to be for our team tremendously. Okay, Dan Wilkie, please. LeBron, as a group, um, really since February, the team has not shot the ball well. Um, how demoralizing is that? Or have you have you sensed that that's a, like an on-court demoralizer, these games where you guys are 20%, 24%, stuff like that? And and what's it going to take to shake out of it? Yeah, obviously, you know, we, we know we need to, we have to make shots on the perimeter. Um, it is that simple. Um, and we know that, and, you know, but we can't put more added pressure on ourselves. Like I'm not, me personally, I know I haven't shot the ball, uh, you know, as I did as the you know, first 20 games of the season, but I haven't put more added pressure on myself because I know I put the work in. So, you know, all my teammates do the same. Don't put too much added pressure on them, on yourselves. Uh, when you put the work in, you know, I think you, you, you live with the results, but, you know, we, we have to make some, you know, um, some shots from the, from the exterior. You know, we're, we're really good in the paint. Uh, we do a good job with that, but, um, you know, we're not making threes. Uh, we're not getting to the free throw line. And, um, you know, it's been very difficult on our team, you know, to score. Okay, well, just one last question, Sarah. Hey, LeBron, uh, you mentioned that, you know, experience is the best teacher. How much of this is just trying to repeat in the NBA and, uh, is there anything you can take from those pre previous uh, experiences trying to do that? No, I think every 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 experience is its own challenge. I mean, you you can always, uh, you know, you can you can grab certain things from certain moments and things that you know through that nature, things that uh, that you've had, in, you know, in your career and you know different obstacles that you have. But you know, every every year is its own challenge, and um, you know, and um, you know, there will be crowned uh, a champion this year, um, and. and who we need to, we, we want to be a part of that. We, we hope that we're crowned uh, the champion, but we like to put in the work. And, I, and I'm, all, I'm all always about, you know, the process and uh, the good, the bad, the ugly, you know, and, and everything that comes with it. So, um, you know, you can gain some experience from in the previous year, but, you know, this year is its own challenge. And uh, we take a full, we take a full strength and, uh, and, uh, and then try to get healthy and get ready to, uh, to play, you know, the game of basketball, how we've uh, grown accustomed to playing here with the Lakers. All right. Thanks so much, LeBron. Um, safe travels home. There you go. That's LeBron James. 19 points uh, for LeBron tonight. 7-13 shooting, 4 rebounds, 4 assists. Had uh, some nice things to say about how the Jazz are playing, and specifically Mike Conley. Yeah, he's he's a class guy. You know, um, I think, you know, it's interesting. He, there's no panic, right? He's he's like, ah, we, hey, we take good with the bad. We'll figure this out. Um, he knows that they've got, you know, the horses once they get everybody back to be just fine. Um and, you know, right now he's he's trying to just bring the guys that he's got along with him. Uh, let's get to our stat nuggets from our friend Tyson Ewing, uh, and then we'll come back and get some final thoughts from uh, from Coach Combe. But uh, let's let's go through these. Uh, our friend Tyson 
does the stats for the AT&T Sports Broadcast and uh, usually sends us a few nuggets after the game. You can follow him on Twitter at TyEwing2. Uh, Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley became the second duo in Jazz history to finish with 10-8-8 eight, and eight in the same game. The only other time it happened was on March 9th of 1997 at Minnesota. Stockton and Malone did it. Malone had 36 points, 11 rebounds, and 8 assists. Stockton with 26 points, 8 rebounds, and 9 assists. We just talked about those guys tonight. We did. <laughs> uh, Jazz hit 22 three-pointers tonight. It's now the 11th time they have hit 20-plus in a game. They're now tied with last year's Dallas Mavericks team for third in NBA history. There's a record that's going down. Uh, the Jazz have uh, hit 20-plus threes in back-to-back games. Since the bubble, this has been done 12 times. The Jazz have done it four times with no other team doing it more than once. Wow. And ESPN had a stat, actually. This one uh, not coming from our guy Tyson, but uh, the Jazz have had 50 made threes in the last two games, and that's never happened before. So I'm a huge fan of disrupting, right? I love you know companies that have forward thinking and disrupt. This, Quinn's he's disrupting the NBA. Yep. He's totally... 100% disrupting the NBA. All right, this is Donovan Mitchell's second career 10-plus rebound game and the second time that he has ever led the team in rebounding outright in his career. He's the master of the glass tonight. It's an honor. And I don't even I don't have to sneeze at it. I don't have <laughs> no, to sneeze you don't. at that. It's Donovan. Uh, Jordan Clarkson had four rebounds. The Jazz are now 30-3 and three when he has four-plus rebounds. This is also their 15th straight win when Jordan uh, has four-plus boards. That's we our key were, we stat. We were asleep at the switch on we that were. one. We didn't watch. We were watching a lot of other things. Usually that's what we pay attention to. All right, uh, one more quick one on the threes. Uh, the Jazz have hit 10-plus threes in 38 consecutive games, the longest active streak behind Portland with 44, and the fifth longest streak in NBA history. And uh, last one, tonight was LeBron's 1,028th straight game with 10 or more points. The last time he scored fewer than 10 was uh, January 5th of 2007 at Milwaukee. It's far and away the longest streak in NBA history. Michael Jordan is second with 866, which is a difference of 162 games. Wow. Oh, man. I thought you were going to say the last time he scored under 10 was in the fifth grade. Because it doesn't seem like he's ever no. scored 10. That's amazing. So there you go. Those uh, uh, are our stats from our friend Tyson Ewing. Again, follow him on Twitter at TyEwing2. Coming up next, we'll get Coach Lacombe's final thoughts on this one before uh, we turn the page to the Miami Heat on Friday night. Stay tuned. Jazz win tonight over the Lakers. Want to remind you, go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback. Available now, Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. 114.89 is your final Jazz win over the Lake Show. More next right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Ingles flares it out to O'Neal. Left side, Donovan. They're switching everything. Donovan beats Wesley to the rack. Pops the right-handed hammers. Oh, Donovan. Wow, 81-57, timeout because they got to check and make sure the rim is still attached to the glass. Jazz by 24. David Locke with your play of the game right there, brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection, lhmauto.com, driven by you. It's your Jazz game night postgame show, Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Brought to you by Mark Miller, Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Jazz winners tonight, 114 to 89. Uh, let's get a quick look at your three-point takeover. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. Uh, Jazz really were hitting their threes in the first half tonight. They hit 14 of them. They ended the night with 22 made three-pointers on 48 attempts. Uh, Bogdanovich was five of eight tonight. Uh, Conley, four of six. Royce O'Neal, two for four. Donovan Mitchell, two of seven. Joe Ingles, one for three. George Niang, two for six. And Jordan Clarkson, four for ten. As uh, the Jazz, uh, as we mentioned, uh, Tim feasted a little bit in the paint in the second half. But uh, the first half, they were raining those threes down. No sweat. Yeah, it's it's crazy to know that no team in NBA history has made 25 threes in two games. Um Jazz doing that, um, 
you know, or I guess 53s in two games. That 53 is total. Yeah, right. 53s in two games. So um, we're, we're watching just amazing basketball. I think that, you know, to keep it simple tonight, I, I was overwhelmed tonight by the, the really the precision passing that they the team did. Um, and part of that is just you have to be so unselfish because if you're driving that thing um, and your, on, your only thought is I want to get our team a basket, you're going to make the right play. And that's what we're seeing time and time again. Um, and it doesn't matter who it is, everybody make, making the right play. So this is about a team that really can shoot it, but it's all the things that take place prior to them making the shot that's really impressing me tonight. If you're working the late, late shift and just joining us, Jazz had six players in double figures tonight. Clarkson and uh, and Rudy Gobert led the way with 18 points. Uh, let's see here. Um, Bogdanovich had 15. Conley with 14. We mentioned Mitchell with 13. And uh, Favors with 12 to go along with seven rebounds coming in off the bench as well. Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, both close to a triple-double tonight. Donovan, 13, 10 boards and eight assists. And uh, Conley, 14 points, eight rebounds, and eight assists. Again, maybe the most eye-popping stat of the night. Jazz had 28 assists on 41 made field goals. Pretty good. Pretty darn good, buddy. Pretty good. <laughs> and, and just, again, it's a joy to watch. I think yep. I tweeted that tonight. It's just fun. It's fun basketball. As far as the Lakers go, 19 for LeBron to lead the way. Uh, Montrez Harrell had 16 coming off the bench. And uh, Morris in the starting lineup, Markeith Morris in the starting lineup, had 12 points to go along with nine rebounds. But this one was all the Utah Jazz, almost all the way. A competitive first quarter, Jazz pull away in the second and put it away in the third. Garbage time in the fourth quarter. Coach Lacombe, let's get a few final thoughts uh, from you tonight before we close the book on this one. Just a, a you know, fun game to watch. Um, you know, not having AD out there, not having – Shooter, it doesn't give you really a vision of what these Lakers will be come playoff time and also playoff LeBron. You know, everybody gets these playoff tags. Playoff LeBron's pretty pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. He's had he's had some success. Let's leave it at that. He has a history. <laughs> um, a rep, if you will. And, you know, beyond that, it's, it's just fun to watch this team, but it's more fun to sit in the studio with my buddy and laugh. Like, we do I have haven't a few laughed laughs. For, some, for some time, so... That's always good. Always good too. We actually almost got caught a couple times coming on the after a, a break with laughter. So we, we had to clean that. We got to make sure we're serious. Got to keep it professional. Professional. That's what we do. Yeah. Uh, even even when it's uh, ten minutes to midnight, we got to keep it professional. Uh, with that, we uh, let's say a big thanks to all the crew tonight. Lock and Boone, of course, uh, terrific work from them. Uh, John Kiefer was your broadcast assistant tonight. Thanks to John. Thanks to Alex Lumberg, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Our boy Lundy. Uh, big thanks to our title sponsor of the postgame, Mark Miller Subaru. Go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback. Available now, Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Coach Lacombe, thank you, sir. It's always fun. Always fun. Thanks, Jake. All right, our next broadcast coming your way on Friday night. Uh, the Jazz will be in Miami to take on the Heat. That game will tip off at 6 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 5. And, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.